You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. I titled my sermon today, Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? Um, Earlier this month, we were leaving and going somewhere, and we were barely out the driveway. I don't think we were even out of the city limits yet. And my lovely little daughter started the question, are we there yet? Now, all of us living here in Williston are fully aware that if I'm going anywhere of substance, I'm at least 30 minutes away, if not more, to get somewhere of substance. And I said, babe, not, not right now. We are close your eyes, go to sleep, do something, but we are not there yet. And isn't it interesting at the start of the journey, like I said, we're barely out of the driveway. We're barely out of the city limits. She starts asking about the next steps. Where where are we going? What are we doing? And isn't it now, I know it's not because my parents tell me the story. I don't understand what's birthed and what's placed inside of children. And if you have children, your kids ask the same thing. Now, nobody here had to teach their children, okay, we're in the car, mom and dad are already frustrated because we're late, we're behind the time, we're, we're, we're close to the deadline, and what I need you to do, son or daughter in the back seat, is ask me the question, are we there yet, about 700 times before we get there. They don't teach that in school, do they not? If they teach it in school, we are. They do, they, that's, where it's, that's where it's taught, they're... The parents don't teach it. The grandparents, they better not be teaching it. Nobody teaches the children, but innately inside of them, as soon as they start the journey, they want to know, are we there yet? What's the next steps? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be icky? Can I go to McDonald's? Is it time for Chick-fil-A? You just ate food. We're in the car. We're going to get gas. We're going home. Are we there yet? And can we get Chick-fil-A on the way home? And us as parents, don't leave me alone, parents, get so annoyed by that question. But I think there are some questions that we can ask our Father today as we go in the early journey of 2024. I think that there's a scripture that I want to talk about today, partnered with some questions that we can ask Him to help us. At the beginning of 24, the beginning of 2024, I want to ask God some questions. We already put some questions up whenever I preached a couple of weeks ago. But I want to highlight some questions again today to help you ask God these questions so that I have a purpose, I have a plan, I have something that at the end of 2024 I can see, wow, look what the Lord has done. And I believe the scripture I want to use is Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I like that scripture. You will show me the paths, the path, no S, of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Those three lines, I've kind of pulled out three questions that we can ask God, that I'll be asking God, encourage you to ask him as well. You can write these down if you're taking notes. You can take a screenshot with your phone. 
Or you could just sit there, whatever. <laughs> I'm joking. God, where am I going? God, where am I going? Number two, God, who should I hang out with? Who should I hang out with? And number three, God, how can I enjoy more pleasant things? God, who, where am I going? You will show me the path of life. God, who should I hang out with? In your presence is fullness of joy. And God, how can we enjoy more pleasant things? At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We're starting this journey of a brand new year. And me as God's son is sitting in the back seat. And much like all of us, we get impatient. And I'm asking God, are, are we there yet? Well, what are we doing? Well, where are we going? Can we, can we stop and get something to eat? Is 2024 going to be fun? Is it going to be scary? Is it going to be icky? Is it going to be yucky? Is my brother or sister in the car with me? Are they, are they going to have more fun with you than, than I will? God, are we, are we there yet? So I think with this scripture and these questions that we can have a conversation, we're talking about the intimacy with God this year, having deeper conversations, and sometimes we don't know how to pray. Hey God, thanks for letting me wake up this morning, save all the babies, and fix the world, and let my boss be nice to me today, and my wife. Thank you, amen. We don't we don't know how to pray. And so uh, with the last couple of weeks, we, I put some questions up there, and, and here's three more. Some conversation starters that you can have with God to start out with. Who's this little child? And where's his parents? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right, come back, brain. Come back, Lord. Um, you know, I never did speed dating, but if you would if you would go to speed dating, sometimes there would be a stack of questions so you could ask that person when you sat down, what do you do for a living? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite restaurant? Because I, I don't know how to start that conversation with you. Hi, you're pretty. Do you want to go out? Do you want to hang out with me? Hey, God, I love you. Do, do you want to hang out with me? I don't know. What else to say? And so I want to give you some conversation starters to help you. God, where am I going? You will show me the path of life. And if I'm being honest, Psalms 16 verse 11 is kind of going to answer these questions for you as God's answer, but he wants to make them personal in your life. God, where am I going? Psalms 25 verses 4, 5, and 10 Psalms 25, verse 4, look, it says, Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Even back then, years and years, hundreds and thousands of years ago, I'm assuming King David wrote this psalm, or whoever wrote this specific psalm of Psalm 25, is asking God the same questions that we're asking God in 2024. God, what are you doing? God, what's happening? How are we going to fix my marriage? How are we going to fix my kids? How are we going to fix the community? God, where are we going in my life? I don't want just a meaningless life. I just don't want to wake up in the morning and, and, and work a job for 40, 50 years and then lay down in a casket and go to bed. I, I want to do something purposeful. I want to be a part of something bigger. God, show me 
your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. I need to learn that. It's a journey that I'm on. He doesn't just deposit the whole thing in your lap. You've ever been on a scavenger hunt? We used to do that with the youth group all the time. And, and you'd start off at the church and you'd give somebody a clue. Back home, we would give them like a camera or they'd have to use their cell phones. And we would give them certain uh, locations in Lake Charles to go take. Go find the highest place in Lake Charles, which was like on top of a, a parking garage. Go find this restaurant or whatever, and they'd have to drive there. Once they would get there, they'd take a picture of it, and somebody would be there to give them the next steps. Go get as many straws as you can from McDonald's. Go to so-and-so's house and, and ask them for as many packets of sugar as they'll give you. And so they would, they would have to go on this journey. They wouldn't get all of the answers right at the beginning. The whole journey, one through ten, they'd have to go to one. Then they'd have to go to two. Before they could get three, show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your path. Verse 5, lead me in your truth and teach me. Look at this. For you are the God of my salvation, and on you I wait all the day. I tried to delete that part of the scripture. I tried real hard. I tried to rip it out of my Bible. I tried to hit backspace on it. Because we want to go, we want to go, we want to go, but we sure don't want to wait. God, I'll wait. I'll wait until this spot, until you tell me where I'm going. So many of us want to just start taking the steps. God, I'll wait for you to give me direction. Am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to stay? Am I supposed to stop? Am I supposed to start? And then look at verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. You want truth in 2024, start seeking after the Lord. Start following the path of the Lord. Everybody has their own truth. The world is trying to spew a certain type of truth. That's actually lies. But they say it's truth. And it says here that all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. To such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. At the house, we have a dog. We have a cat. And no matter what's going on, wherever they're at, I can whistle and both my dog and both my cat will come to my whistle. With cars driving by, with planes flying over, with wind blowing, with rain happening, I can whistle. Sometimes I have to whistle multiple times or go around the corner to go find them so they can hear. And I'll whistle. My cat likes to go and hide in the bushes. So if I can't get him sometimes with the whistle, I've got a, a, a jar of a cat food, and I'll go in the backyard, and I'll start worshiping the Lord with a tambourine of cat food, and here comes that fat cat, not killing nothing, sleeping somewhere, running toward me. But in the middle of all the chaos, in the middle of all the things, I can, I can make a noise and my dog and my cat, they find that path real quick and they make their way toward me because they know that I can sustain them. They know that I can help them. They know that I can nourish them. You need to listen for God's whistle. He'll lead you and he'll show you the path. God, where are we going? He'll lead you and he'll show you the path that you need to be on in 2024. There are many paths 
that you can take this year. You can decide tomorrow, instead of going to work, to wake up and go rob a bank. That is a bad path. I'm telling you right now, if you need money, you need to take the path of going to work. Taking the path of robbing the bank, you will get three hots in a cot for a long time. But it will not be a fun three hots in a cot. There are many paths, there's many decisions that we can make in 2024, and I want to make the right decision. I want to make not just the right decision, but the God decision on the path that I'm going to... So in the, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the cars passing, and the, the wind blowing, and the rain, I'm listening to the whistle of God. God, where, where are you talking? Where are you speaking? And as soon as I hear that, I'm running toward that voice. And when I run toward that voice, I'm on the right path. And when I'm on the right path, that path is dripping with abundance. Remember the scripture we talked about last week? And it's also full of mercy and it's full of truth. Psalms 119, 105. We've been in church for a while. You, you know this scripture. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The beauty of the Word of God is it's a lamp or a flashlight right here in my next step. God, I need to know what to do next. I need to know where to go next. So the Word can help you take that next step. But it's also a light unto your path to see down the road. And it might not be all the way clear, but I can see that light just a little bit and I can go that way. Earlier this week, we were at Dalton and them's house, and, and he had a flashlight that he was showing me. I said, well, how bright's the flashlight? Can you see? So first we turned off all the lights in the house with all the kids and the wives and everything, and he's showing me the flashlight. And I said, well, how's it look outside? He said, well, let's go outside. So then we go outside, and they're out in the woods. It's pitch black out there, and he turns the light on, and all of a sudden, I can't see all the trees, but I can see the trees that that light is shining. It's a light unto my path. Yes, I could shine it right at my feet to see where I'm walking down the steps of his house, but then I can shine it up and I can see a direct line to where I want to go. The Word can help you right now in your present moment, but it can also help you in your future. Jesus says it himself in John chapter 14. I don't have the scripture up there. We know the scripture. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. But he starts off with the statement, I am the way. I am the way. If you want to get to the Father, you follow me. There is no other way to get to the Father. There's no other plan except through Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way. Where am I going it's a question that we can ask God, but he's answering it in Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. Where am I going? If you're going to show me the path of life, then I'm asking you, like David said in Psalms 25, teach me the way. Show me the way. If you're the one that's going to show me those, then God, I'm asking you, where am I going in 2024? What's my journey look like? How's my marriage get better? How's my relationship with you get better? How do I make more money? How do I get out of debt? My journey in life, my journey this year starts with God. Show me the way. Second question, God, who should I hang out with? God, who should I hang out with in 2024? Psalm 16, verse 11, the second part, says, In your presence is fullness of joy. 
In your presence is fullness of joy. Psalm 73, verse 28. Look at this. But it is good for me. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's not wrong. But it is good for me to draw near to God. That's good wisdom right there. We're looking for wisdom. We're looking for truth. It's good for me. There's a lot of things that I could be doing in 2024. There's a lot of uh, good, bad, and ugly. But it's good for me to draw near to God. How can I get near to God? Spend more time with Him, come to church, come to Bible study, get involved, talk with people, share. It's good for me to draw near. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. That I may declare all your works. The more I get close to God, the more encounters I have with Him, the more I'm in His presence, then the more He changes me, the more He talks to me, the more miracle signs and wonders happen in my life. And then I get to tell people about how good God is. Let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you how God changed this. Let me tell you how God showed up. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. If he did it for you, he'll do it for your family or friends, whoever you're telling. It's so important as we're asking, God, who should I hang out with? Whose presence should I be in in 2024? I don't think they necessarily have them here in South Carolina, but in Dallas, in Texas, big barbecue place, big big beef place, they have restaurants that when you walk in to the restaurant, you walk through this line, and they will have a barbecue pit the size of this stage right here, and it'll have two or three doors, and they'll open the door to you, and it'll be just full of meat. All the meat, all the chicken, all the turkey, corn, all the things, and, and they open the door to you, and all that stuff just hits you in the face. And you're like, oh, praise God. <laughs> and they don't tell you really how much Anything cost, that's where they get you. And you start saying, I want that brisket. And they're like, well, how much by the pound? I don't care. Just put some on there. I want three ribs. I want a baked potato. I want some corn on the cob. Uh, Yes, some chicken breast, absolutely. Some turkey breast, absolutely. Oh, you have uh, jalapeno poppers, absolutely. Put that on there. And then you take your tray and you slide it down to the end. And they say, it's $527. And you said, I just came here for lunch. I don't have any money. Can you put it all back? But I would like the banana pudding as well. (laughs) Then the downfall is you get done eating that. You've been blasted by the barbecue as you walk in. And then you have to go back to your office reeking of barbecue. It's kind of gone by the wayside now. And if you do, no condemnation. It's not healthy for you. But have you ever been around a smoker? You ever been in a car with a smoker, in a tight spot with a smoker? And then you get out to go somewhere else and you reek of smoke and you're like, well, it's not me. I was with this person and they were smoking. What about when you go to the mall and you have to walk through the perfume section? It's like they have an AR of perfume. (laughs) Oh my God, it's everywhere. No, I don't want to smell like Chanel. Get out the way. Tommy Hilfiger can wait. It's just this overwhelming thing. And then you have to go to the next place and you just, you stink of that place because you're in a different place than where you were and it just smells weird. If you walked in here this morning and you smelled like a barbecue pit, everybody would have questions. What, 
what were you doing this morning? Where, where were you? And can I come over for lunch afterwards? <laughs> but wherever we're at, that presence is going to follow us. And it's vital and important that you're not hanging out with the wrong people in the wrong presence and carrying that with you. Look at uh, Psalms 1, verse 1. Psalms 1, famous passage, the very first one. It says, blessed is the man. Now, usually it says, blessed is the man who does this, who does this, who does this. But what's interesting is Psalm 1 starts with, blessed is the man who doesn't do any of this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners. Standing in the path of that barbecue pit, in the path of everybody spraying perfume on me, standing in the path of somebody smoking a whole pack of cigarettes right in your face. It says you're blessed if you don't stand in that path. He wants you to follow the path. God, where are we going? Your path is full of abundance. Your path is full of mercy. Your path is full of truth. That's the path I want to be down. I don't want to stand in the path of the sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful. God, who do you want me to hang out with in 2024? You might have to let some people go, even if they're family. Distance the relationship. I love you, but I can't be in your presence all the time. It's causing me to smell. It's causing me to struggle. It's causing me to stumble. There's some friends. There's some coworkers. There's some things that God wants to speak to you if you ask this question, God, who do you want me to hang out with in 2024? Because it says in Psalm 1611, in your presence is the fullness of joy. So if I'm in somebody's presence and they're bringing me down and they're causing me anxiety, they're causing me worry, they're causing me frustration, they're causing me anger, I hate you, I don't want to be around you. If it's your marriage, then we need to have some marriage counseling. Let's get together and fix the marriage. Don't go home today and tell your spouse, pastor said, you've got to get away from me. I need a new presence in my life. No, 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 that's not what we're saying. <laughs> that's not your word. <laughs> Proverbs 24, chapter 1 and 2. Look at this. Do not be envious of evil men. Well, it looks like they're having all the fun. They're living the lifestyle. Look, nor desire to be with them. Verse 2. For their heart devises violence and their lips talk of troublemaking. You stay in that presence, then you start smelling like that. You start smelling like that, then you start doing it. And then at the end of 2024, you're in the three hots in a cot, and you're wondering, what happened? God, why have you forsaken me? This year was terrible. Well, it, it's got to start with, God, who do you want me to be with? Who do you want me to align myself with? That's why we believe it's so important to pray and believe for the church that you're supposed to be a part of. God's already told you this is your church. <laughs> Because we want to be aligned with the people that we spend the most time with in a Christian perspective. Now, yeah, sometimes we can't always pick the job. We've got to do that. But we, we, we can't always pick the family. But we can pick the amount of time that we spend with them. In God's presence is fullness of joy. 
In your presence is fullness of pity party and sadness. I can't stay in that anymore. Because it says in the scriptures, thanks be to God who causes me to triumph in all things. And it says, when I'm walking around, I'm diffusing the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. Some people are, are diffusing the fragrance of the knowledge of whatever political party or social media or, or, or whatever news media they have. They're diffusing that. Well, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this. And you know this is going on? And I've heard about it, but I can't listen to it all the time. I need to be in the presence of God. That's where the presence and the fullness of joy is. In 1 Corinthians 15, If you've been in church and you grew up with Christian parents, your parents told you this all the time. But then I think somehow we as adults think this scripture only applies to telling young kids. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Bad company corrupts good morals. That's how I was raised. But somehow we as adults, once we get past 18, don't think this scripture applies to us. But we will tell this to to the young people. I'll tell this to my kids. Bad company corrupts good morals. Make sure you hang out with the right people when you're in baseball or you're in school or you're going to do this or you're going to do that. Don't sit next to the troublemaker. And then we're in our 30s and our 40s and our 50s and we're running with the bad crowd. We're in the bad presence and we reek of barbecue smell and we're standing in the middle of church. Why do you smell like that? What's going on? Whose presence have you been in front of? No, no, no. This year, who do I need to be with? Because the scripture says, in your presence, God, I need to be in your presence more, is the fullness of joy. And the last question I have, God, how can we enjoy more pleasant things? You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures every more. Well, what's at the right hand of God? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and the upholding all things by the word of his power, when Jesus had by himself nothing that you did, nothing that the world did, there's no work that could be done, Jesus did all the work by himself purged our sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty of on high. God, how can I enjoy more pleasant things? It's spending more time with who's at God's right hand. And who's at God's right hand is the one who purged my sin by himself. He did all the work and I get to sit next to him and rest and enjoy pleasures forevermore. This world is an ugly world. There's a lot of bad things that are happening, a lot of frustrating things that are happening. I get more and more turning into old man on the front porch, shaking his hand. I didn't think I would be. You didn't think you would be. As the generations change, why is a kid got to wear a purple hair? What, why, is, why are their pants... Why are their pants so tight? And then I started wearing tighter pants. (laughs) But it's so easy to look out from our perch and see and talk about all the good, bad, and ugly that's happening in the world that we forget that God created this earth for our enjoyment. Be fruitful and multiply is what he told Adam and Eve. 
And now that we've been brought back under the covenant, yes, there's still bad things that happen. Yes, it still rains on the just and unjust. Yes, there's probably something that might happen in your life in 2024 that is not fun. But it's time for us as Christians to start having fun again. Trusting God, following Him. God, I know I'm going through this right now, but I want to smile. I want to have joy, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I am weak, you are made strong. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. And y'all are all thinking, hurry up. My kingdom is empty, and I need eating and drinking. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. It's not sadness. It's not death. It's not defeat. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I need a God, how can I enjoy 2024 more? How can I enjoy nature? How can I enjoy my family and friends? How can I enjoy the church? How can I, how can I, yes, I've got to work. Yes, I've got to do this. Yes, there's responsibilities. But God, how can I enjoy pleasures forevermore? Romans chapter 15, verse 13, Paul is writing. In his prayer to the church in Rome, says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy, which means there's times where I can be empty. I need that filled. I need to go fishing. I need to go play golf. I need to go cook. I need to barbecue when I'm supposed to barbecue and let that smell hit me. I need to spend time with my kids, spend time with my family, go to a game. Fill you with all joy. Fill you with all peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Abound in hope. Do, do more than that. Talking already about my dog and my cat, my dog is always so excited. Your dog probably the same way. When you get home, your dog's so excited to see you. We'll leave, and Buck will just be sitting by the front gate waiting, and he'll see our car come. And he'll sit up, and his ears will perk up, and his tail will start wagging. And he'll escort us into the house as we're driving our car into the driveway. He gets in front of our garages as we're trying to turn in. We have to honk our horn. He's just so excited. We get out the door, and he comes walking up to us. He wants to smell us. Were you with people at barbecue? Where were you? Another dog? I know you were. He's just so happy to see us. Doesn't matter if it's raining, doesn't matter how bad the day is, doesn't matter if he hasn't been fed yet. He's just so excited to see us. And then there's my cat who hates us so much. And I'm so nice to him. Out of everybody in the family, I am the nicest to him. And I call him and I whistle to him and he comes to me and then he starts meowing sarcastically. Where have you been? Why haven't you fed me? And I'll pick him up. And I want to hold him, tell him how much I love him. And every time I pick him up like this, he's like Mufasa. And his claws come out. I try and put my face close to him. And he physically puts his hands in my chest and pushes me away. He says, I'll come to you when I'm ready. And if I'm being honest, that in a nutshell is the story of me and my wife. My wife is Buck. She's so excited when somebody comes over. She's so excited when I come home. She's so excited when she sees the kids. She's just so excited and enjoys life so much. And I'm the grumpy cat. 
get away from me, turn the lights off, leave me alone, slide some food under the door, except at nighttime when I'm cold and I want to get close to her, then she turns into the cat. Wow, get away. Don't snuggle with me. Get on your side of the bed. We have a king bed. Why are you so close? All right, kitty. God, how can we enjoy more pleasant things? Lord, work on my wife. How can we enjoy more pleasant things? Psalms 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. I choose, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. I know I've got to go to work today. I know I've got to do this today. I know I've got this on my plate. I am so bad at that. Maddie will come in and tell me about something that we have to do, and instantly I turn into the kitty. Wow! I don't want to do nothing. I've got to work. I've got meetings. I've got to work on a sermon. I've got to go here. I've got to travel there. I've got to preach for the next 50 weeks. I'm tired already. She's like, I just said we have to go to Shumpert's. It's not that big of a deal. Calm, calm down. This is the day that the Lord has made. If I woke up and there's air in my lungs, then there's an opportunity for me to experience, God, your presence and your pleasures evermore. God, help me see that on a day-to-day basis. Help me enjoy life. I know that bad things are happening, but God, help me enjoy 2024. Help me today enjoy. Help me to in today and this week enjoy this week. This is the day. This is the week the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures evermore. This week, when you're having conversations with God, ask him, God, where am I going in 2024? What path do you want me to take? Is it time to start looking for a new job? It's not time to start looking for a new spouse. That's not what I'm saying. If you don't have a spouse, God, is it time to start looking for someone to get serious with and settle down with? God, do I need to find a new job? Do I need to start putting in somewhere else? God, do I need to do something different with my family? God, should I take a vacation? Do I need to take a breather? Should I take it? God, what path do you want to show me in 2024 that I can enjoy and have fun with? God, who should I hang out with? In your presence is fullness of joy. I want to hang out with you more, God, but I know that I have to hang out with people, although we sometimes try to avoid it. God, I know I have to hang out with people, so who should I hang out with? to help me and build me up and bring joy into my life. And those that aren't bringing joy, those that are bringing death and destruction into my life, how can I kind of easily push them further away? Because I can't be in their presence anymore. I just want to be in your presence. And the last question, God, how can I enjoy more pleasant things? How can I enjoy this life? There's so much going on. There's so much stress. There's so much worry. There's so much anxiety. There's so much, all these things that are happening. God, how can I just... Rejoice in today. How can I enjoy today? I know I've got a full slated schedule of meetings and things. My calendar is booked, but God, I want to enjoy you and enjoy your creation and have pleasures evermore every day. God, where are we going in 2024? And are we there yet? And He, I believe, will answer you. Amen? Amen. Father, let's stand up as we get ready to go today. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you care about all the things in the universe, all the things in the solar system, all the things all over the place that are happening, God, but you also care about the small things. 
and you care about me. And you care about my journey in 2024. And you care about the people that are here, their journey in 2024. And Father, I thank you that you're going to help them see what path they're supposed to take in 2024. I thank you that you're going to help them see who they're supposed to include in their life and also push away in their life in 2024. Father, I thank you that in 2024 you are going to help us enjoy this year. No matter what happens, everybody's talking about how chaotic this year is going to be because uh, it's such a political death season of all the ads and all the annoying things that are going to happen. But I don't care about that, God. I want to enjoy 2024. I want to breathe in your air. I want to enjoy your creation. I want to enjoy my family. I want to enjoy my church. God, even the things sometimes I get frustrated with, I want to enjoy my job. I want to enjoy my household. God, I want to enjoy my cat. God, help my cat enjoy us. And Father, we're asking you, are we there yet? In 2024, at the beginning of the journey, we got questions that we want to ask, knowing that you'll answer them. It says, ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and you'll answer. Seek, and you'll find. And so we're choosing at the beginning of the year to do those things. Ask you some questions. And I can't wait to hear about the journey you're about to take us on in 2024 so that when we look back in December all the way back to January, it's not looking back on regret. It's not looking back on how sad and how devastated and how frustrating and how we didn't do anything and nothing changed and we didn't go anywhere and nothing. No, no, no. I'm going to look back on 2024 and say, wow, look at the journey you took me on, God. Wow, look at the people I got to meet. Look at the presence that I got to be in. And God, look at the things that I got to do. And so, Father, I thank you for these people. I thank you that you're already speaking to them and you're already answering and bringing answers to their questions that they're going to have this week. Father, I pray scripture over them right now. Father, it says that uh, as we hear scripture, that our faith rises, knowing that you're on our side. Father, we thank you for your gospel message. We thank you that it says in your word that if we believe on Jesus, if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart, the gospel message that Jesus Christ died for my sins and for the sins of each and every person here, that he was buried in a tomb and rose again the third day, if we believe and confess any of those things, Father, I thank you that we are saved and we are taken out of darkness and brought into light. Father, I thank you that as being saved, that means we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We are no longer victims, but we are victors. Father, I thank you that everything we put our hands to prospers. I thank you that the favor of God surrounds us like a shield. Father, I thank you that each and every person here has the mind of Christ and that their body is the temple of the Most High God. Therefore, by Jesus' stripes, they are already healed. And Father, finally, I thank you that we are the salt and light of the earth. We bring the presence of God with us everywhere we go. We diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ at work, at the restaurant, in our car, in our house. We release the presence of God everywhere we go with us. So Father, help us this week. Let us be a shining light to somebody. Let us tell somebody about the goodness of God and invite them to church. Father, we thank you for this Valentine's Day event that we are working on. Father, I thank you for favor with all the people who have volunteered. Bless the people that have volunteered. Bless the people that have donated. I thank you that we are going to bring in the finances we need to work on this house and build your house with you, Father. Now, Father, bless them, protect them, cause them to prosper in everything they do and bring them back safely next Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you all next week. Take care.
Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.